0: Okay, so tell us, Susie,
1: what are your two truths and one lie?
0: Okay, I joined the Army when I was 29. And I was born in 1984. And, wow, coming up with, with all of these is, is a challenge for me, really. I have never used my passport.
1: Welcome to A Whole of Shift Podcast, the podcast for multi-passionate women with an entrepreneurial spirit, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you shift away from all the shoulds and supposed tos to what's truly possible for you in your business and your life, all on your own terms. You ready, girl? Let's make shift happen. Hello and welcome to another episode of a whole lot of shift. I am so excited to have our guest on today. Today I have with us Susie Rains and she is an entrepreneur coach who helps women shift out of that career in the medical field into their online business. And I am so excited to have her as our guest. Susie and I have been engaged in a couple of their groups together. And when I met her, I just knew I needed to bring her on the show. So welcome, Susie. Excited to have you.
0: Thanks, Jen, so much for having me.
1: Yes. So you guys are in for a treat because Susie is a fellow podcaster. And so she and I connected when I saw her podcast and the way that she did things and how she likes to make it a little bit different, just like I have. And so I knew that she and I just needed to connect and what she shares and the transformations she helps women with is basically the kickoff point to my audience. So I knew I needed to bring her on the show. So there's more to come on that. But tell us, Susie, tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and what you do.
0: Thanks, Jen. So I love that we're fellow podcasters. I listen to your podcast and it's so fun. I, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing when you're doing podcasting is really putting your personality and what you yourself, you get to be you. And that's why I love doing my podcast. So I'm so happy to be here and be a part of yours. So really yeah. about me is I came from a medical background and that's why I specifically work with women that are leaving the medical field. I was a medic in the army. And then once I left the army, I did veterinary medicine. So, and a lot of people don't realize that. They're like, what? You did both? Yeah. And I just realized and am connecting with other people that have done the same thing. They've done human medicine and veterinary, which is not a common thing. So that once I left veterinary medicine, I wanted to start my own business. I had a desire to do that. I didn't really know where to start yet and we'll go into this when we talk more, but I have a business degree. I knew what I was doing. Inside, mm-hmm. I knew what I was doing. But mentally, I was like, oh, well, how do you start? Because I worked in corporate. I worked with businesses that they already had it set up. And so I didn't really think about, okay, if you were to start a business, where, what do you do? Like blank, like just deer in the headlights. Like, okay, Susie, just start. Right. <laughs> That's how my business was, that's really how my business was born. So fast forward to today and that's, and that's what I do. Starting a business simplified, that's my podcast and also my business. That's what it is. It's where do you start?
1: And you see, this is why I knew I needed to have Susie on the show, starting a business simplified. This, this is it. So before we get too in depth, because I do want to dive into that a little bit. Susie are you gonna play two truths and a lie
0: yes I am we were just talking about this before you didn't record but (laughs) I'm gonna play but it's so funny to think about sharing a lie because I'm a a person who doesn't want to lie I don't want to tell a lie but guess what I'm going to just to play the game
1: and then you get it's so funny because you also kind of get wrapped up in like, well, so do I make the lie slightly believable or do I make my truths like my most outrageous truths? Or it's 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 wild, right? Because lying is wrong, but yet there are these truths about ourselves and our life experiences that could almost sound like a lie. Like it's it, it it's fun. It, just as fun as it is to be in the audience and try to guess, it's just as much fun to be the person coming up with the two truths and a lie. So I really love this game. Okay, so tell us, Susie, what are your two
0: truths and one lie? Okay, I joined the army when I was 29. And I was born in 1984. And wow, coming up with with all of these is is a challenge for me really I have never used my passport oh
1: oh these are interesting okay okay because military okay so now I'm gonna have to guess I love this these are these three are good okay (laughs) oh my gosh so many things okay so silly question just based on your true truth and a lie do you consider well of course this is making an assumption (gasps) oh
0: Oh, no.
1: I was going to start like a fun little conversation. Do you consider yourself a millennial? No. It's so interesting. Okay, so the baby's born in like the super early 80s, right? Like 80 to 84 is like that cusp of Gen X and millennials. And it's always so interesting to me how they're like, yeah, but I don't want to claim it. (laughs) Millennials. I don't know what that is, but it's
0: interesting to me. So,
1: do you consider yourself Gen X? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so wild. I don't know why that is, but okay. Okay. We're going to get into it. I am super, super intrigued about your story and how you did go from, from kind of the medical field to working online. So, what, now, I mean, I have to guess that obviously working, whether it be veterinary medicine or the, you know, the medical field overall, stress levels are, are high, I can only imagine. So tell me a little bit about what was, what was the desire to start an online business? What were your kind of what was that pivotal point to make you say, OK, no, I've got to do this?
0: So it was internal and external. And this is a big one for people that are listening that may be in a high demand, high stress environment. And again, that's why I resonate with the medical field so much, especially after COVID. Mentally and physically, you are drained. Mm. You are completely compassion fatigue is real. You have physical fatigue, mental fatigue. A lot of things happen because you're constantly your long shifts. So you're working long shifts to begin with. So you're not getting a lot of good sleep. You are on your feet most of the time if you're doing clinical care. Veterinary, you're on your feet regardless. Doesn't matter. That's all it is. It's just running around. I wish that I had tracked my steps when I was in veterinary medicine. I didn't because I didn't have... That wasn't a time when you wore watches that counted them as easily now as they do now. But yeah, you are constantly go, go, go. And you really don't have time to think about anything for yourself. So for Mm -hmm. me... That's just the general, that's the nature of the business. That's how you work. That's just what, working in clinical care, whether it's human or or veterinary, that's that's how it is, the status quo. For me, I when I got out of the Army, I was medically discharged because I had injuries from my neck and my back. I spent a year in Iraq, and I had degenerative mm-hmm. disc disease from riding around in the vehicles that we rode in with all the heavy armor and all, all the gear that I had on, so... I couldn't stay in the army. They medically discharged me. They're like, you can't physically do your job as a medic. So we're going to honorably discharge you, which was fine by me. I was emotionally okay with that. And I knew I wanted to do veterinary medicine. That was what I wanted to do before I went into the army. So I was like, well, I'll just go out and do that now, which is what I did. I went to school and I realized the mental and physical toll I was having. Triggers from my PTSD from being in a war zone. And mm-hmm. it was bleeding over into treating veterinary patients, treating animals and the owners. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of de- death that happens in veterinary medicine because it's, you know, yeah. in the different world and, and just seeing distraught owners, like that's like the worst thing to have somebody that's really their animal sick and they don't know what to do and the animal can't tell them. So it's like, you know, they're like, how can you help them? And we're having to figure it out because you can't ask them. So how are you feeling? Does this hurt? Does that hurt? You know, you're having to really figure that stuff out. So it took a really strong mental toll on me and physical. And I just one day I hit a wall and I was like, I can't do this anymore. What can I do? And I tell people this is something that I share with my clients and also on my podcast. I'm sharing my journey for the army i worked in corporate business and this what and this might help you with the two truths in a lie in 1999 <laughs> so if you keep track of the dates you'll be like okay so yeah. in 1999 i was one of the first people with our company to work from home on a dial-up connection with high-speed internet like they they were connecting it was right when Comcast came out with high-speed internet, like VPN connections. Uh I was a beta tester for our corporate office in Ohio, and I lived in Denver, Colorado. So, so I'd been working from home. I knew how to do it. I did it for a long time. So when COVID happened, I had finished. I had left veterinary medicine in 2016, and my husband and I we traveled around and we were doing stuff. And I just didn't really, I didn't really do a job per se. I just. Took jobs wherever we were. We're full time RVers mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know that. So we were traveling around and we were just working wherever. And, and I thought, you know what? I need to do something online. I know how to do online. Like that's not hard for me, but I didn't. Right. I, was, I need to do my own job. Like I need to do my own thing, my own business. So mm-hmm. it, the two came together and I was like, I know online and I, I have a business degree. So what's the problem? Again, I'm going to speak to the audience that's like, I knew what I was doing and it was still hard. Right. Right. I had all the pieces and I still struggled. I was reaching out to people like, what do I do? Where do I start? I was asking those questions. And so, so really what happened is when COVID happened, I had gotten my health and life coaching certificate to 2018 to 2019. So I just graduated and I'm like, okay, now's the time. Everybody's going online. Now you can launch Mm -hmm. your business. Everybody's there. The audience is there. And so that's really how that came to be.
1: Wow. So had you, how long have you
0: been a full-time RVer? So it was off and on. So we we did a test run. My husband and I, we his parents had a fifth wheel. And when we met, I had a truck. So we're like, let's put the two together and we're going to see. Because we we bonded when we were dating. We bonded over wanting this lifestyle both of us were like, man, I'd love to live in an RV. And he's like, yeah, that's what Mm -hmm. I wanted to do. And he was going to do it by himself. And I'm like, well, I'll go with you. So together we decided let's take his parents' fifth wheel and my truck and we're going to test it out, see what we like, what we don't like. And we just did that for two years. (laughs) And that was back before COVID. And then their trailer was older. And so it couldn't travel as easily. And we were, were like, you know what, we need to start saving up for our own trailer. And it's a it's costing us money to fix things on the trailer that keep breaking. And then it costs money to travel around and move around all the time. So we we ended up going to Arizona and just being stationary. And so we gave mm-hmm. them their trailer back and we're like, now we have a vision. And we started working towards that vision. So we spent time saving money to and researching what trailer we wanted, what truck we wanted, and and really mapping out what we wanted to do. So technically, now we've been traveling... For it'll be a year in September in our new trailer. We got our new trailer in November of 2022. 2021. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's
1: so awesome. So you kind of already had like in your mind, hey, this is the lifestyle that I wanted that I want to have. You thought through the skills you knew you already had. And then just used those things to figure out, so, hey, what can I create from this? What can I do that I enjoy, that I have the skill set to do that allows me to live the life that I want? That is so incredible. I think sometimes, you know, for a lot of folks, when they think about starting a business, part of that is to maybe replace a corporate income, which, and there's nothing wrong with that. Let me start by saying, There's nothing wrong with that, but it is important to also consider, okay, and when I'm doing that, what kind of lifestyle do I want? What do I want my life to be like? Because if we're just building this business and we end up just building yet another job for ourselves, we kind of defeated the whole purpose, right? Because the truth is, the ugly truth that we don't always like to talk about, in some ways, getting another job and working for someone else is kind of the easy path, right? Like it, it might be, don't get me wrong, it might be miserable, the environment might be toxic, there might be all these things wrong, but it's still in some aspects the easier path. So the last thing we want to do is set ourselves up with a life that we don't enjoy in a business.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because then you're, so when you're, when you're working for somebody else, they're figuring out all of the details of, of mm. how to pay people and what it. What do we need? You know, how are we selling our product or service? And they do all the marketing, and like, we don't have to think about all that. We just show up and sit at our desk and do our job. So you're right. If even if it's uncomfortable, we're not having to do all mm-hmm. that work. You bring it over to being an entrepreneur, and it's like, okay, if I'm doing something I don't like, and it's not you know a lifestyle that I want to do. But now I'm having to figure out how to do marketing and how to do my own bookkeeping and how to like, you're adding all of those things on top of, I have, I have a client right now who's pivoting in her business for that very reason. She started her business and she started getting clients and then she realized she didn't like what she was doing.
1: So Mm. she's pivoting
0: to something that's more aligned with her, her own passion and excitement and it lines up with her personal life better. Cause she felt like her business was a job. She created a business that was feeling to her like a job. And so she came to me and she's like, I want to shift. And that's something that I work with people on is, okay, let's map out the new way. And she's still working with her previous clients, but she's not accepting new clients. And she's gradually toning that down and building up her new business of how she wants to live her life and work in her business.
1: Oh, that's so amazing. You know, I'm always saying that the nice thing about having your own business is that you kind of get to take your clients or your customers kind of along for the journey a little bit. And, and you know, so that's a great example of somebody who is having to do that. And it's not that she is doing a disservice to any of her current clients. She's just realizing, oh, hey, I just created what I knew. And this is, it's, it's so funny, right? Like our brains want to take us to the familiar and what we know. And so we kind of end up going back there. And while it's, again, I'm always preaching, you know, thinking through the skills that you already have and the things you already know, that's important. But it's also important to really ask yourself, am I doing this just because it's comfortable because it's what I know? Am I pushing myself outside that comfort box just enough so that I am in alignment with the life I truly want to create. Like, these are the kind of questions you want to ask through. Yeah. But yeah, that's amazing. So tell me a little bit more about creating a business simplified. So what is that simplified? Tell me a little bit more about that.
0: Okay, so how this came to be was last year. So I got my health health coaching certification wanted to launch my business. So I'm 2020 ca- happened and I was partially doing my business online, but not I'm gonna, exactly what we just talked about. It was a job. I didn't like health coaching. Mm-hmm. I'm open and honest about that with people. I have a passion for people healing from the inside out. I have a passion for health coaching. I know how powerful it is and it's needed. And I love people taking care of themselves and wanting to live that Life that is completely thriving, and they're not taking a handful of pills every day. Like I support that a thousand percent, but I don't like to do it. I like to do business. So there was a crossroad there for me where I was like, "I'm doing a, I'm doing a job. I'm not doing my passion. I'm not living my passion in my life." What we just said. So I, so I just shut it down. I was like, "I'm just not going to do." I don't know what I want to do. I was at that place where I was like, I don't know what I want to do. So I'm not going to do that. And I went and I took a job. And I got hired as a health coach. So I was using the skills that I learned that were comfortable Mm -hmm. doing it for somebody else. And I was collecting a paycheck. And I did that for almost three years. And during that time, I was figuring out what I really, really wanted to do. And so towards the end of that time, working for them, that's when Business Simplified was born because I realized what was stopping me from doing what I wanted was really how to get started. What Mm. And it it reverted me back to, like you said, the experiences that you have in life, you want to use those to propel you forward. So I went back to my business classes and when I went to college and I was like, business plan, I had to write a business plan for a make-believe company. And go through right? all those steps. And when I thought of it, I was like, yuck. I don't want to do that. Because <laughs> it was painstaking work. It was right? researching and market analysis and SWOT and analysis. SWOT and And, and oh. <laughs> all of that stuff. And I was like, oh. And then I thought, and then I got inspiration. I was like, why are they doing it that way? Always question. Always question how something is currently being done. That's what I'm going to say to your listeners. Always, always, always question how things are currently being done because it a lot of times it's just handed down. It's just repetition, tradition, whatever. And I thought of it and I thought, well, what's the purpose of a business plan? First of all, a traditional business plan. The purpose of is to get funding. It is written to a bank. It is written to an investor. It is written in a way To convince somebody that your business will succeed and you can pay them back. That's that's it right show. That so I thought I want to start a business, but I'm not asking for a loan. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so what would that look like? I need a plan. Yeah, I still need to know if my business is viable. I still need to know what steps I need to take in order to have it run and function and be sustainable, but I'm not going to give it to a bank. So guess what? I can put in it, whatever I want to get to that end result. So that's where the simplified came in. I was like, I'm going to create a business plan that is simple that anybody can do when they have a business idea to give them the answers that they need to say either. Yes, I'm going to move forward. And this business is going to be amazing. Or B, they're going to be going through it and go, I don't want a business or this idea is not what I want to go down the road with because you're going through all the steps it takes to actually create it on paper before you even do anything. And that's when Business Simplified was born. I was like, the simplified is we do need a plan. And even people that say, well, I never wrote a business plan and I'm doing just fine. You did. It's in your head. Right. Everything (laughs) is in your head. So maybe it's not on paper and in a structured environment and and that's all fine and dandy, but somewhere, somehow in your mind, you created those steps and they may not be in order and they may, they may be just ideas that are floating around, but you grabbed an idea for a business and then you walked through the process in your head and you just made it happen. And that's totally fine too. I don't give people a hard time for like, you don't have it written down anywhere. What's wrong with you? Because guess what? If you go into their successful business that they're running right now, and you ask them to show you reports, there's their plan. They have reports, they're they're tracking right. them, they're watching what's happening and they're projecting and they're talking about what they're gonna do next and they have a marketing thing and they, it's all there. It's just not all together in one document.
1: Right, truth. I do, it's funny because, you know, when I think about that and the way, like where my business plan kind of first started getting formulated, I can go back to journals where I was just kind of writing like loosely, right? But it's nice to even have those writings to kind of refer back to because sometimes I'll reflect back and I'll go, okay, I am absolutely still in alignment with what I said like five years ago. Like this yeah. is it. This is it. So it yeah, is kind and- of nice to have that.
0: Yeah. And, and really the ideal in, in my opinion, I'm going to say this is my opinion. Ideally, what you do is you take those written things and you, you review them. Like you said, you look back and five years ago, this was your intention and you're still on the path. Perfect. Like that's the goal is when mm-hmm. you have, especially when you're starting out, if you start out with your first idea and all the things with it, it's going to change. Everything yep. changes, it never stay static. So you're not going to write a plan and then put it in a drawer and then it's going to be that way forever. You're going to write it and then you're going to re clarify. Some things will stay the same and some things will shift a little. Some things will shift a lot and maybe the whole thing might shift, but you go back and you look at it every so often and you give yourself those evaluations of like, this is working. This is not. And you just keep looking at it and you keep reconfirming. Yes for me, I wrote my business plan. I wrote a workbook right after I made this decision. I'm like, I need to write a workbook because it's all in my head right now. And it's, these are the steps that I'm visually seeing as simplified. I got to get it on paper. So I wrote a workbook that people can use. It's on my website if anybody wants to download it. And that's where it started. It was like, okay, this, this is simplified to me, but it's changing. I wrote that a year ago in March. So That's even changed. I redesigned it and had it shifted it a little bit in January. And then now it's going to shift again. And it's shifting Mm -hmm. how I work with my clients. It's always moving and shifting. But you're getting clearer and clearer and clearer as you go. And you're sticking, you're keeping the things that are really valuable. And then you're just letting go of the things that aren't. And so it's, you're becoming a better version every time as you go through.
1: Yes. Yes. And it gets more clear when you do it. Right. You know, we don't want to get stuck in that process of, well, I think maybe my business plan isn't perfected or, you know, or I or I didn't officially put it on paper. Like, don't let that stop you because getting out there and testing the waters, trying it out, whatever, that's what's going to help with that clarity so that you can get closer to being in complete alignment of with what you really want to be doing.
0: Yes. Yes, definitely. Taking messy action. That's Mm. what my workbook Mm, was nothing like I wanted it to be, but I went ahead and published it anyway. Like, there it goes. It's out there now. And that was the best thing I could do. You just do. And then you, you reevaluate. Definitely. Yeah.
1: I think a little bit about our stories because there are similarities even in our story is kind of just great examples of that. So both you and I went through a health coaching certification process. We both, therefore, well, was in the the world of health coaching. And I know that I started out, you know, coaching people, coaching women in particular with weight loss. But the thing that I figured out is At least for me, it was never really about the weight loss. It was really more about the mindset and creating the life that they wanted. And when I really went back to, okay, well, for me and my personal story, what really, what really pushed that motivation for the weight loss? Well, the push was wanting to get out of a job and create something bigger for myself. And having the confidence to do that and then that created, you know, the steps, everything that went in after that. That then it's like the weight loss was the side effect, right? And so when I started getting clear that, yeah, there's something here, but this isn't it. But you don't know until you try it, right?
0: It's like things get revealed to you. You 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 choose a path and you start down it. And as you're on it, you're like, oh, ooh, I could go to the right. And and not in a way that you're getting distracted from your initial intention. It's that you're being more aware. You're being more aware of what's available and how you can elevate yourself in different ways. It's not Mm. so much, okay, I was looking directly down weight loss, but now I'm realizing that you know, I love to travel or I actually love to to be in nature. And I didn't realize that before because I sat on the couch every day. And then when I got out into nature, I was like, ooh, I really like this. And then you start doing things that bring you joy. And all of a sudden right. your weight starts to go down. And you're like,
1: how did it, that ooh. happen?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Facts. That's exactly, that's exactly it. And even when I think about, You know, some of the ways that that kind of came into fruition, at least for me, was when I was working with a coach who was working with me on my copywriting and I was writing out all the details of my offerings and and I'm writing all this out. And she was like, when I read your work, it's really not about the weight loss. And I was like, no, it's not. Nothing, Nothing of this is about the weight loss. And she's like, but you're a health coach. And I was like, yeah, hmm. Maybe there's something to this. Hmm. Let me think on this a little bit more. And, but, you know, until you're out there and you're doing it, it's, you know, so I, I love the concept of just creating something simplified that is used to start the online business that you want so you can start taking that messy action. That's, yeah, and that's I really, really like the
0: that. goal. It's not that you're going to take You're not going to go through the business simplified my program. And that's exactly what you're going to do forever and ever. Amen. Like it's a starting Mm. place. If I would have had this back when I got my health coaching certification, I probably would have done the same steps that I did, but I would be, it would be clearer to me. And Mm -hmm. eventually I would have gotten to this specific business but it would have been in a shorter timeline. So as coaches, you and I are coaches, we're here to shrink a timeline. And and I will tell you, from the time I said I want to own my own business, that was 2016. I didn't mm-hmm. actually do my dream passion business until 2021, 2022, last year. It's yep. a big timeline. So if I can help someone shrink Huge. that even by half or a quarter or like, you know what? You may not figure out your dream, passionate business, you know, in a year. That's okay. But let's get you started on the path. Right. Let's shrink that down so that you're not going through up and down and going back to work and then coming back and then go doing this and then do it. And like going down all these other roads to, you know, 10 years later, you're like, oh, no. oh, oh there it is. <laughs> let's get that, right. you know, I would love to share in a way that's going to get you there faster is really my goal.
1: Yes. Oh, man, that is so, so powerful. And it's not even saying that, you know, so even as we're saying that, hey, you might not end up following this exact path. It's interesting, though, when you do the work and you go through the simple steps to create that plan, you're going to find that even if you do shift away from your original thoughts a little bit, I can almost promise you that within there, within what you create and write out as that business plan, you're you're still there. When I look back on the business plan that I wrote for health coaching and and I went into detail about how I wanted to create partnerships and who I wanted to create partnerships with and what I wanted that to look like and the way I wanted to be both online and yet in local communities. And like I went into detail, and by the way, you don't have to go into that great of detail, but I wanted to create a visualization for myself. And it's interesting. So maybe I'm not doing health coaching, but all those things that I wrote through of, of the way I wanted this to look, are it's all still there, right? It's yes. still completely in alignment.
0: Yeah, and for me even, that's something that I realized um, I didn't want to do direct health coaching. Like those aren't my clients. But I want to help medical people leave the healthcare system and do just that. I want the people that I work with to know how to start their private practice to help with energy healing, to help with nutrition, to help with health coaching, to help with whatever it is to help really the end result of their community is to live healthier lives. So I'm a link in that chain. And that's where when I got my health coaching certification, I'm helping health coaches. I'm helping Mm -hmm. to push that forward, even though I'm doing it in from a business perspective
1: yeah well and you you know the amazing thing is you also have that background and knowledge and experience of the importance of personal health and recognizing what it's doing to the physical and mental health of those in the medical field over a prolonged period of time. And so you're able to speak to that and understand that, hey, this might not just be a, I need to get out. This could be as simple as you're burnt out <laughs> mm-hmm. and we want to keep you healthy as well.
0: But yeah, kind of marrying the two. Yeah, and I have a huge vision that our society needs to shift. So to go from a handful mm. of hills to go from going directly to surgery, to we can heal ourselves from within and it's so incredibly powerful and then we're only going to the doctor for emergencies you know i i broke my leg skiing okay yes you need to go see a doctor right you now like but but not in a sense that every day i wake up and i'm dependent on the healthcare system to survive mm. and that's That's my message of, that's my vision of grandeur. And when I meet people and I partner with other health professionals that are doing the opposite of the healthcare system, it's a beautiful thing because it's not just me thinking it. There's a whole community of people out there that are shifting and realizing that we as individuals can take back our power of how healthy we are. And we need the community of health people that know how to support and encourage that.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. This is such an incredible conversation. Oh man. Okay. So Susie, I'm curious if people did want to get in contact with you and learn more about the simplified process, how could they connect with you?
0: So the best way to reach me is on my website. It has everything there. I have a link to my podcast. I have a link to all my social media and information. If you're curious about what I offer, the programs that I do, my workbook's on there. And it's just my name, Susie Suzy, Rains W R A I N E S W-R-A-I-N-E-S.com.
1: Beautiful. And yes, really, go and like and subscribe to Suzy's podcast. One more time, Susie, what's the name of the podcast so folks can find it?
0: The podcast is Starting a Business Simplified, and you can search that and it should pop up pretty easily.
1: Yes, and it will. And one of the things that I love about, again, keeping with the focus of Simplified is Susie does things a little bit different. So she'll have like a series. For example, I think she just started a new series but it's nice to to go to her podcast a lot of her recordings are quick like 5 minute tips and again keeping it simplified for you so if you're looking for some some quick answers and to kind of get to know Susie a little bit better and understand this process highly recommend go check out her podcast and then go follow her and check out her website because it's it's a whole new take on podcasting and i absolutely love it Absolutely. Thank that
0: you. It. And the, you know what? My pod, For those of you listening, we were just talking about Messy Action. My podcast was born out of just doing it. I literally mm. did not research a single thing. I clicked on a link that was like, here, you can post for free. And I was like, seriously? Oh, cool. Record. I had no structure at all. So I am the business plan person, but I will tell you, inspired action is amazing too. So it's a little bit of both. It. It is. It's
1: incredible. I, that's so fun. I, and I've shared with the audience before, like my turning point as well was when I just hit the record button. And the minute I hit the record button, I realized, okay, this is it. And this is, yeah, this is where I want to be. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. So I want to circle back around to your two truths and one lie. Okay. If I remember right, you were born. In 1984? Yes. You joined the Army when you were 29. Yes. And you've never used your passport. Yes. But you're a full-time RVer. Okay, this is tricky.
0: It's tricky. It's tricky. Actually, it's tricky. I'm so okay. glad that I did these because they're better than <laughs> the ones that I did. I'm like, That's good. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That is a
1: tricky one because being in the military that could very well be you didn't use your passport. So hold on. I got to think about this. And by the way, to join the military at the age of 29, I mean, that's no small task. You know, most people join right out of high school. We don't realize how much our bodies change the older, although 29 is very young. But when we're talking about You know, making it through basic training and joining at the age of 29, that is still nine years difference between you and and the other folks there. And it it, boy, it's I'm sure that I'd love to know more. We're going to have to talk at some point about that whole experience because I could only imagine. Oh, man. okay. so I'm going to say, well, so obviously I'm making the assumption that you join joining at 29 is true. I'm going to say that's true. I'm going to say you did join when you were 29. And I'm going to say. Ooh, we talked about you kind of starting some things online in 99, which. Oh, that would have been too young. Oh, you weren't born in 84. You were not born in 84. OK, you've never used your passport.
0: Yeah, I figured so if I gave you a little hand, <laughs> like a story, gave you a little bit. Yeah, totally. I did join the army at 29. And I will tell you, I was called to join the army when I was like 17 or 18. Like it was in my head. But, and and this is a good one for those of you listening that hold back from fear. Mm -hmm. I was in basic training. In my head, my intuition was like, you need to join the military. And I was like, no, I do not want to go through basic training. Now here's the thing. That was the only thing I was scared of though. I wasn't scared of being in the military. I wasn't scared of the opportunity of the fact that I might go to war. I didn't even think about that back when I was in my teens. It was basic training. And so when, when inspiration hit me again, it was after 9 11. I joined in 2002. In my head, I was like, I still don't, I'm still scared of basic training, but we're going to war right now. Like literally, we were in Afghanistan and I still was not scared of that. I was still nervous about it. And I'm like, you know what, if I don't do it now, it's never going to happen. And I just, in faith, literally stepped out in faith and went, you're going to be fine. And I, it's an experience that I will never, ever be able to say, I would never take it. But you're right. Yeah, I was a little bit slower and it took me a little bit longer, but my headspace and my mental capacity, I was running Mm. circles around the people that I (laughs) was with. They're like four thirty in the morning. Oh, it's wake up call, yeah. and they're like laying in bed with their covers over, and they're like, "I'm fucking up," and I'm like, "Why'd you join the army?" And I'm pulling them out of bed, and I'm throwing them on yeah. the ground. I'm like, "Oh, yes, <laughs> I love it! I love it!" So, yeah, there's lots of stories there, but and I did not use. I never I don't even. I just got a passport card literally two years ago. Wow! Because I had to oh, because wow. living okay. It, you used to be able to drive back and forth through Canada without a passport. Mm-hmm. And so right. I never, I never flew anywhere outside of the country. I would drive back and forth through Canada, but you didn't need a passport. And then, and in the military, you don't need a passport either. Like I flew to Iraq, but they put us on a plane and do that. So yeah, right. that was, that was how those all came to be.
1: Wow. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's so much. That is incredible. Okay, so Susie, if you could leave our audience with one big takeaway from today, what would you want that to be?
0: So my takeaway for people that are listening, if you are thinking of starting a business or you have a business and you're like, man, I never did a plan or you're struggling and you're like, I'm in this place where I'm not really sure what to do next, My takeaway is exactly what Jen said earlier. Start journaling about it. Look within. Go inside yourself and say, so what do I want to do here? If you're thinking of starting a business, write out your dream business. Take time to just dream. Just write out exactly what you would be doing, where you would be. Like we said earlier, it's a lifestyle. So give yourself that lifestyle view What am I doing and how am I doing it? What am I feeling? What am I smelling? What am I seeing? Who am I with? Go crazy. If you're having a business right now and you're in that stuck place, do the same thing. Sit down and journal about what do you want different? What's your desire? How do you want it to be different? And then let yourself go there. That would be my number one thing that everybody should do. And I'm learning to do it more frequently, even in a business that I love and I'm already doing.
1: Truth. Yeah. Because it, and it can help you, you know, am I on the right path? Am I, you know, is what I'm doing today, how I want to be living? And this, this is the best takeaway. I'm so glad that you're, that you shared this because it, It's so important, even as silly as it might sound is, you know, people are are sitting here. And of course, being in that in that hustle mindset, sometimes you're hearing something like this and you're going, no, I want to start a business. Like, tell me where to go get the money. What does it look like? What you know? And I know, okay, it sounds a little woo or what have you, but truly just sit down and start thinking about what you want your life to be like. It is so important. So I Thank you for sharing that because I think that is, that is a great place to start. So, oh my goodness. Susie, I am so glad that you were able to join us today and share so much with our audience. I really look forward to talking again soon. I can see that there are some things that we are going to be able to collaborate on in the future because where our paths have crossed over and we connect. There's just, there's too many things. So I'm so excited. Well, guests, if you have enjoyed anything from Susie's talk today, which I'm betting you have, please be sure go out and follow her and go ahead and like and subscribe to her podcast. You will not be disappointed. I promise you it's become one of my regulars as well. All right. Thank you all for joining. And until next time, keep making shift happen. Bye. Hey, shifters. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Whole of Shift. If you heard something today that inspired you or resonated with you, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review to help others as well. Your review helps me give as much motivation and inspiration as I possibly can. And don't forget, you can catch all the outtakes, bonuses, special live stream interviews, and much more over at a Whole Lot of Shift Facebook group. Until next time, keep making shift happen.